0: Section 4 of Mark Twain in the New York Times, Part 1, 1867-1879. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Mark Twain in the New York Times, July 23, 1871, A Real Church, and A New Beecher Church, read by John Greenman. A Real Church. We print elsewhere an account of a church proposed if we may believe the gentleman who calls himself mark twain to be erected in elmira according to the plans and wishes of rev thomas k beecher the writer of this account has on several occasions deluded a too credulous public with what appears to him practical jokes and this tale of his may be only another joke but if it is it is admirably conceived and worthy to be made a fact he relates that mr beecher who is a well-known and justly esteemed clergyman in elmira proposes and his congregation consents to erect a series of buildings in connection with the church proper to include sunday-school rooms a lecture room an assembly room where any member of the church may give a social party to his friends an infirmary for the care of the sick poor belonging to the church thoroughly fitted and supplied with attendants and with a kitchen a set of bathrooms where the church members or those who have no such conveniences at home may bathe free of charge and a free library in connection with the infirmary the church is to keep a horse and carriage to give its sick poor the air to a good many people such a scheme as this would doubtless seem quixotic and impracticable to us we confess it appears not only practical but eminently wise what is the object of a church for what do a number of people unite together as a church organization is it to erect furnish and maintain a showy building and install therein and support a brilliant orator to whom they shall listen once, or perhaps twice, in the week, and who shall reflect upon them much glory? That appears undoubtedly the main object of most congregations. To be sure, they do something more. They support, if they are rich, missionary chapels for the accommodation of the poor. They are benevolent in various ways. But many of the ways, though convenient, are essentially wrong, and sometimes in the long run mischievous, because they separate the rich from the poor. A church, to be complete and properly organized, ought to include poor and rich alike. It ought to provide for the wants of both. It ought to bring them together, to establish and maintain between them mutual relations of kindness and brotherly interest. It ought to provide for its sick poor. It should see after the welfare of its members, in short it ought to do what according to mark twain mr beecher's church proposes to try in elmira fewer psalms and more supper was what a little street urchin proposed in london as an amendment to the practice of some benevolent body which had taken him in charge and he was right mr brace's efforts among the poor children in this city have been successful because he and those who have labored with him have been able to convince the children that they were interested not only in their eternal but in their present and material welfare a few years ago a well-known citizen of brooklyn now dead but still remembered with gratitude by hundreds of young men in this city and elsewhere was the superintendent of a very popular and successful sunday school and it was his constant practice not only to instruct and train the boys and girls mostly poor and many friendless, on Sunday, but also to see that they were properly and usefully employed, to look after their advancement in the workshops where they earned their living, to seek employment for those who needed it. In short, he was not only their teacher, he was their helper, their guide, their friend, and ally. He was to them what, if we may believe Mark Twain, mr beecher's people in elmira proposed to be to all who are of their membership a helper in the time of need an encourager a comforter his friendship aided and strengthened many hundreds of youth to live upright lives to resist the temptations of city life and to be patient hopeful and industrious thus to encourage and help by contact by familiar acquaintance by example and by Christian kindness, rather than by the gift of money or old clothes, seems to us to be the true office of a Christian church, and we trust Mr. T. K. Beecher, who has the reputation of being a persistent man, will be able to give his plan a fair trial. A New Beecher Church by Mark Twain If Rev. Mr. Smith, or the Reverend Mr Jones or Reverend Mr Brown were about to build a new church edifice, it would be projected on the same old pattern, and be like pretty much all the other churches in the country, and so I would naturally mention it as a new Presbyterian church or a new Methodist or a New Baptist church, and never think of calling it by the pastor's name. But when a beecher projects a church. That edifice is necessarily going to be something entirely fresh and original. It is not going to be like any other church in the world. It is going to be as variegated, eccentric, and marked with as peculiar and striking an individuality as a beecher himself. It is going to have a deal more beecher in it than any one narrow creed can fit in it, without rattling, or any one arbitrary order or architecture can symmetrically enclose and cover. Consequently, to call it a congregational church would not give half an idea of the thing. There is only one word broad enough and deep enough to take in the whole affair and express it clearly, luminously, and concisely, and that is Beecher the projected edifice i'm about to speak of is therefore properly named in my caption as a new beecher church the projector is reverend thomas k beecher brother of the other one of course i never knew but one beecher that wasn't and he was a nephew the new church is to be built in elmira new york where mr beecher has been preaching to one and the same congregation for the last sixteen years and is thoroughly esteemed and beloved by his people i have had opportunity to hear all about the new church for i have lately been visiting in elmira now when one has that disease which gives its possessor the title of humorist he must make oath to his statements else the public will not believe him therefore i make solemn oath that what i am going to tell about the new church is the strict truth The main building, for there are to be three, massed together in a large grassy square ornamented with quite a forest of shade trees, will be the church proper. It will be lofty, in order to secure good air and ventilation. The auditorium will be circular, an amphitheater, after the ordinary pattern of an opera house, without galleries. It is to seat a thousand persons on one side, or one end, if you choose, will be an ample raised platform for the minister, the rear half of which will be occupied by the organ and the choir. Before the minister will be the circling amphitheater of pews, the first thirty or forty on the level floor, and the next rising in graduated tiers to the walls. The seats on the level floor will be occupied by the aged and infirm, who can enter the church through a hall under the speaker's platform without climbing any stairs the people occupying the raised tiers will enter by a dozen doors opening into the church from a lobby like an opera-house lobby and descend the various aisles to their places in case of fire or earthquakes these numerous exits will be convenient and useful no space is to be wasted under the raised tiers of pews are to be stalls for horses and carriages so that these may be sheltered from sun and rain there will be twenty-four of these stalls each stall to be entered by an arch of ornamental masonry no doors to open or shut consequently the outside base of the church will have a formidable porthole look like a man-of-war the stalls are to be so mailed with deadeners and so thoroughly plastered that neither sound nor smell can ascend to the church and offend the worshippers. the horses will be in attendance at church but an hour or two at a time of course and can defile the stalls but little an immediate cleansing after they leave is to set that all right again there is to be no steeple on the church merely because no practical use can be made of it there is to be no bell because any ignoramus knows what time church service begins without that exasperating nuisance. In explanation of this remark I will state that, at home, I suffer in the vicinity and under the distracting clangor of thirteen church bells, all of whom—is that right?—clamor at once, and no two in accord a large part of my most valuable time is taken up in devising cruel and unusual sufferings and in fancy inflicting them on those bell-ringers and having a good time the second building is to be less lofty than the church is to be built right against the rear of it and communicate with it by a door it is to have two stories on the first floor will be three distinct sunday-school rooms all large but one considerably larger than the other two. The Sunday school connected with Mr. Beecher's church has always been a graded one, and each department singularly thorough in its grade of instruction. The pupil wins his advancement to the higher grades by hard-won proficiency, not by mere added years. The largest of the three compartments will be used as the main Sunday school room, and for the weekday evening lecture. The whole upper story of this large building will be well lighted and ventilated and occupied wholly as a playroom for the children of the church and It will stand open and welcome to them through all the weekdays. They can fill it with their playthings if they choose, and besides it will be furnished with dumbbells, swings, rocking horses, and all such matters as children delight in. The idea is to make a child look upon a church as only another home and a sunny one, rather than as a dismal exile or a prison. The third building will be less lofty than the second. It will adjoin the rear of the second and communicate with it by a door or doors. It will consist of three stories. Like the other two buildings, it will cover considerable ground. On the first floor will be the church parlors, where the usual social gatherings of modern congregations are held. On the same floor and opening into the parlors will be a reception room and also a circulating library a free library not simply free to the church membership but to everybody just as is the present library of mr beecher's church and few libraries are more extensively and more diligently and gratefully used than this one also on this floor and communicating with the parlors will be tell it not in gath publish it not in Ascalon, six bathrooms, hot and cold water, free tickets issued to any applicant among the unclean of the congregation. The idea is sound and sensible for this reason. Many members of all congregations have no good bathing facilities and are not able to pay for them at the barber-shops without feeling the expense. And yet a luxurious bath is a thing that all civilized beings greatly enjoy and derive healthful benefit from. The church buildings are to be heated by steam, and consequently the waste steam can be very judiciously utilized in the proposed bathrooms. In speaking of this bathroom project, I have revealed a state secret. But I never could keep one of any kind, state or otherwise. Even the congregation were not to know of this matter. The building committee were to leave it unmentioned in their report. But I got a hold of it, and from a member of that committee, too, and I had rather part with one of my hind legs than keep still about it. The bathrooms are unquestionably to be built, and so why not tell it? In the second story of this third building will be the permanent home of the church missionary, a lady who constantly looks after the poor and sick of the church also a set of lodging and living-rooms for the janitors or janitresses for they will be women mr beecher holding that women are tidier and more efficient in such a position than men and that they ought to dwell upon the premises and give them their undivided care Also on this second floor are to be six rooms to do duty as a church infirmary for the sick and poor of the congregation, this church having always supported and taken care of its own unfortunates, instead of leaving them to the public charity. In the infirmary will be kept one or two water-beds, for invalids whose pains will not allow them to lie on a less yielding substance, and half a dozen Reclining Invalid Chairs on Wheels. The water-beds and invalid chairs at present belonging to the church are always in demand and never out of service. Part of the appurtenances of the new church will be a horse and an easy vehicle to be kept and driven by a janitor and used wholly for giving the church's indigent invalids air and exercise. It is found that such an establishment is daily needed so much so indeed as to almost amount to a church necessity the third story of this third building is to be occupied as the church kitchen and it is sensibly placed aloft so that the ascending noises and boarding-house smells shall go up and aggravate the birds instead of the saints except such of the latter as are above the clouds and they can easily keep out of the way of it no doubt dumb waiters will carry the food down to the church parlors instead of up why is it that nobody has thought of the simple wisdom of this arrangement before is it for a church to step forward to tell us how to get rid of kitchen smells and noises if it be asked why the new church will need a kitchen i remind the reader of the infirmary occupants etc they must eat and beside social gatherings of members of this congregation meet at the church parlors as often as three and four evenings a week and so drink tea and ga ga it commences with a g i think but somehow i cannot think of the word the new church parlors will be large and it is intended that these social gatherings shall be promoted and encouraged and that they shall take an added phase viz when several families want to indulge in a little reunion and have not room in their small houses at home they can have it in the church parlors you will notice in every feature of this new church one predominant idea and purpose always discernible the banding together of the congregation as a family and the making of the church a home you see it in the playroom the library the parlors the baths the infirmary it is everywhere it is the great central ruling idea to entirely consummate such a thing would be impossible with nearly any other congregation in the union but after sixteen years of molding and teaching mr beecher has made it wholly possible and practicable with this one it is not stretching metaphor too far to say that he is the father of his people and his church their mother. If the new church project is a curiosity, it is still but an inferior curiosity compared to the plan of raising the money for it. One could have told, with his eyes shut and one hand tied behind him, that it originated with a beecher. I was going to say with a lunatic, but the success of the plan robs me of the opportunity." When it was decided to build a new church edifice, at a cost of not less than $40,000, no more than $50,000, for the membership is not 350 strong, and there are not six men in it who can strictly be called rich, Mr. Beecher gave to each member a printed circular enclosed in an envelope, prepaid, and addressed to himself, to be returned through the post office. CONFIDENTIAL. It is proposed to build a meeting house and other rooms for the use of the church. To do this work honestly and well, it is proposed to spend one year in raising a part of the money in advance and in getting plans and making contracts. One year plans and contracts, April first, eighteen seventy one to eighteen seventy two. One year build and cover in. April first eighteen seventy two to eighteen seventy three. One year plaster, finish, and furnish. April first eighteen seventy three to eighteen seventy four. One year pay for in full and dedicate. April first eighteen seventy four to eighteen seventy five. It is proposed to expend not less than twenty thousand dollars nor more than fifty thousand dollars according to the ability shown by the returns of these cards of confidential subscription. Any member of the church and congregation, or any friend of the church, is allowed and invited to subscribe, but no one is urged. T. K. Beecher, Pastor To help build our meeting house I think I shall be able to give not less than blank and not more than blank each year for four years, beginning April 1st, 1871, or I can make in one payment blank. Trusting in the Lord to help me, I hereby subscribe the same as noted above, name, residence. These subscriptions were to be wholly voluntary and strictly confidential. No one was to know the amount of a man's subscription except himself and the minister nobody was urged to give anything at all all were simply invited to give whatever sum they felt was right and just from ten cents upward and no questions asked no criticisms made no revealments uttered there was no possible chance for glory for even though a man gave his whole fortune nobody would ever know it i do not know when anything has struck me as so utopian so absurdly romantic so ignorant on its face, of human nature. And so anybody would have thought. Parties said Mr. Beecher had educated his people, and that each would give as he privately felt able, and not bother about the glory. I believed human nature to be a more potent educator than any minister, and that the result would show it. But I was wrong. At the end of a month or two some two-thirds of the circulars had wended back one by one to the pastor, silently and secretly, through the post office, and then, without mentioning the name of any giver or the amount of his gift, Mr. Beecher announced from the pulpit that all the money needed was pledged, the certain amount being over forty-five thousand dollars, and the possible amount over fifty-three thousand dollars when the remainder of the circulars have come in it is confidently expected and believed that they will add to these amounts a sum of not less than ten thousand dollars a great many subscriptions from children and working men consisted of cash enclosures ranging from a ten-cent currency stamp up to five ten and fifteen dollars as i said before the plan of levying the building tax and the success of the plan are much more curious and surprising than the exceedingly curious edifice the money is to create the reason the monies are to be paid in four annual installments for that is the plan is partly to make the payments easy but chiefly because the church is to be substantially built and its several parts allowed time to settle and season each in its turn for instance the superstructures will be allowed a good part of the first year to settle and compact themselves after completion the walls the second year and so forth and so on there is to be no work done by contract and no unseasoned wood used the materials are to be sound and good and honest competent conscientious workmen beecher says there are such the opinion of the world to the contrary notwithstanding hired at full wages by the day to put them together the above statements are all true and genuine according to the oath i have already made thereto and which i am now about to repeat before a notary in legal form with my hand upon the book consequently we are going to have at least one sensible but very very curious church in america I am aware that I had no business to tell all these matters, but the reporter instinct was strong upon me, and I could not help it. And besides, they were in everybody's mouth in Elmira anyway. Buffalo, June 1871 End of Section 4 July twenty third, 1871 A Real Church and A New Beecher Church Read by John Greenman